Welcome to day 176 of Rockcliffe's 365 Days of the Bible. Today I want to share a highlight from our readings, which can be found in 1 Kings chapter 15, verses 25 to 34, chapter 16, verses 1 to 34, and 2 Chronicles chapter 17. I'm going to do it a little bit differently today, as I have a bunch of verses sporadically listed off that I just want to highlight for you. We'll walk through them together. 1 Kings 15, 25. Nadab, son of Jeroboam, began to rule over Israel in the second year of King Asa's reign in Judah. 1 Kings 15.33 Basa, son of Aja, began to rule over all of Israel in the third year of King Asa's reign in Judah. Now we're going to jump down to 1 Kings chapter 16, verse 8. Elah, son of Basa, began to rule over Israel in the 26th year of King Asa's reign in Judah. Now we're going to jump to uh, 1 Kings, chapter 16, verse 15. Zimri began to rule over Israel in the 27th year of King Asa's reign in Judah. Now we're going to jump to 1 Kings, chapter 16, verse 23. Omri began to rule over Israel in the 31st year of King Asa's reign in Judah. And finally, we're going to jump to 1 Kings, chapter 16, verse 29. Ahab, son of Omri, began to rule over Israel in the 38th year of King Asa's reign in Judah. And the reason I want to sporadically take us through all of those is because what we're reading in the readings today, at least in 1 Kings, is a clear distinction between the kingdom of Israel and the kingdom of uh, Judah. And the comparison of the king Asa, who is following God's way, and the length of his reign, verses 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 other kings, in that same span of time, there are six kings who come and go. Some of them meet absolutely miserable ends, right? And the common denominator in all these verses if you read just a couple verses past what I did for each of them, is they displeased the Lord and they did not follow his ways. Now what's interesting is you will see that there was um, some different spans of time. Some of them served one year, some of them served three or four, some of them served, you know, 22, 23. But the common factor is, is compared to Asa, the king of Judah, they did not serve as long or have the same capacity. Or uh, do we read about any kind of beneficial things that happened to that kingdom during their reign? Whereas with Asa, in our previous readings, he had a pretty good run. And not only that, but his kingdom had some prosperity to it. See, there are times where it looks like the wicked people in the world are doing real good people who are living for themselves, taking the shortcuts, you know, doing uh, what they think ought to be done, which often comes at the cost of other people's safety or livelihood. And sometimes we see them and they're prospering. And sometimes they prosper for a really long time. And it can be frustrating and it can be demeaning. But what you've got to remember at the end of the day is all wickedness eventually is held accountable in some way, shape, or form. If not in this life, then certainly in the next. But, 
But sometimes we get discouraged by that. We go, oh, but it seems, it seems, it seems. And here we have in Scripture, between our, our last several readings, we have a king that got it, that turned his heart and his kingdom around and established the way that God asked them to live. And we see the prosperity and we see his kingdom do well. And we see his reign last for quite some time, as long as he's following God. He didn't finish fantastic, if you were reading along with us in our last several readings, but his heart never departed from God, is what we're told. Whereas here, we've got six, seven kings who don't last, in comparison, that long, and their people don't prosper for it. In fact, we see that often under these rulers, uh, there's quite a lot of, uh, well, hardship. And that's another good reminder to us today is who we let sit in authority over us uh, will lead us, right? When we elect good leaders who do what God has asked, whether that be within our our local schools or within our government, uh, within our churches, you know, who we we put into positions of power, if they have a heart for God, we're going to see good things. And if they don't, Well, we shouldn't be surprised when we get what we've asked for or what we've allowed. And that's the thing. So my prayer and my challenge for you today is, what are you allowing in your own life? Who have you given authority to? And I'm not even talking about a leader here. Maybe it's someone whose influence you've allowed to have a stronger influence than they should have. Maybe it's it's an idol in the sense of, maybe it's an addiction or a vice or it's something that doesn't seem that harmful. Listen, I've had some terrible uh, binge fests with video games. I've had to put them away for a long time. Anything that takes the place of God or are you allowed to influence you more than God is something that you need to remove. Uh, And so my challenge today is is question, you know, take some time of reflection and ask God, ask God, what is in my heart or what is in my life that I am letting be higher than you? And seek to change it. Because anything that rules over us that isn't God is not going to lead us to prosperity in the spiritual sense. uh, And probably won't in the physical sense either. Only God and His way is really going to bring lasting, meaningful uh, depth to our life. And I hope today you take the time. And maybe you search your heart and you go, hey, me and God, we're doing good. Great. Ask Him then to take you deeper. Ask him to take you a little bit further than he did yesterday. Because there's always more to him. He's infinite. He's wonderful. May you be encouraged by the word and built up in spirit. Join us tomorrow for another highlight. And until then, be blessed.